Bullet List podcast with my son Bob and his friend Keith. Hey Keith, how's it going? Going well, Bob. How are you doing? Not so bad. And we have a fabulous guest for episode 20. Oh, who is it? Well, it's your your um, friend, co-worker, <laughs> compatriot. Yes, the, the, the co-host of the Event Tech Pull-Up and somebody I've worked with the most recently, like a few weeks ago at PCMA. And uh, actually, she and I were just in Vegas for something else, too. Not even like three weeks ago. But who is it? Well, it's the one and only Kef Ismail. Which it is going to be actually awesome to 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 have her on this week's episode. Um, what are some of the things we're going to be chatting about? Right. Well, top of mind right now would be social media and the state of it uh, with regards to the event industry. So we will, we will, we have, we did, we are talking about platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. And of course, Elon Musk, Facebook groups, and Instagram. And Pinterest. And very importantly, Pinterest, which is an overlooked platform. <laughs> All overlooked. right. No, overlooked. Anyway, so anyway, on to our guest. You are listening to the Bullet List Podcast. Tess, welcome to the show. How I'm so excited to be here. I've been wanting to get on this famous show for so long, and I was in line. So now I'm here. So Actually, you are episode twenty. Goodness, so you 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 get the you get you get the the it, it's a special spot, right? Because you if you go in tens, the top twenty. I love it. <laughs> hey, and when are we recording the next episode of the Event Tech Pull Up? By the way, the inquiring um, minds have been asking. I know, I know. Well, we there's a huge event that's coming up in our world called Event Tech Live. So it'll be long before that. And we've got some really great stuff in docket. So hold on to your horses. It's coming soon. Yeah. And how have you been, by the way? Everything going I've good? Been, it's, it's been going good. I had a huge event last week um, and it was very successful. Pulled all of the little hair that I have left out, but it was very successful. Um, and I was able to support my alma mater with a uh, groundbreaking ceremony that was very historical. We had a lot of high-end donors there, and the president is leaving. So therefore, it was huge. It's the Center for Innovation and the Arts at Spelman College. And I'm, I was happy to be a part of it. So, And it was very cool. I've seen the pictures, and it was, it was off the hook. Because, you know, we, we, I, 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 you know, because it's a, and, and hi, Bob. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I haven't gone anywhere. Um, yeah, I'm just listening in, letting you two catch up. That's fine. Well, and it's funny, right? Because, you know, you're, 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 you know, it's, it's a podcast and we're, so we're making small talk, but Tess, uh, we actually talk on Slack like daily. <laughs> so it's not like we've been completely incommunicado. <laughs> That's true. Well, Bob, what are we talking about today? Because we we got to talk about something. I suppose we better. Otherwise, it's just idle talk, isn't it? Okay. Right. Well, seems we got an, a bit of an expert with us today. Um, let's talk social media. 
Yeah, and I think that we kind of need to talk about the state of each social media platform, or at least the big four, anyway, um, and kind of where they're at and what they what the you know what's going on with them for meetings and events and conferences and association marketing and all of that. Um, so you know the big four are we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, right? And so we might as well start with Facebook. What is the state of Facebook? for meetings and events does anyone want to chime in because i have uh, all three of us this is kind of our niche here so what are our thoughts well i i mean i think that social is not going anywhere we know that we need to be cognizant and aware of that and we also hopefully have had that idea that every platform is different so we have to treat the messages that we push out very differently so content, content, content is, has been the key, but I don't think that for our meetings and events industry that we have um, even touched the surface on what that truly means for our audiences. And I think that's because we don't necessarily define our audience personas as well as we should. So um, my perspective has always been around creating a space in which your audience gets to choose how they'd like to receive the content that you're delivering. So where are they living? Are they living on Facebook? I know some people who shut down Facebook because all of their audiences are living on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. So then therefore they're going to focus their efforts there. So um, I think that's one of the things we have to consider, Keith. Well, and and Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, because, um, you know, as we've been building up pages and working on other things, are we finding that that actual company organization pages just don't have any reach anymore? Like they're 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 almost worthless, where it actually seems that groups are actually the new uh, homestead, I guess, on Facebook, where if you have a conference or an event or an association, you almost need a group rather than a page. Yeah, and there's a good reason for that. Um, so Facebook, just to be clear, Facebook prioritizes content from your friends and family and your network connections, the people you talk with, people you know. So posts and updates from businesses are going down and they're going way down, so you don't see them as often. So the, the reason why groups is more popular is because it is more of a, an interaction with the page owners. They are getting to ask questions and they react. So if you want, so if your audience wants to ask you a question or wants to take part in a discussion, it happens in groups. And that's the way Facebook works now. Yeah. And it's it's, it's not a lost cause. It's not a lost cause. It's just, People have to use it differently. They're not, they're sticking with the old way. They're not updating their strategy to use the groups more and use the page more for just post, uh, I don't know, groups is where it's at because the way Facebook does things is different and you have to update your strategy to take it into account. Yeah, and Tess. Any any thoughts on the on the groups versus pages? Um, you know, it's really funny. Even if the, you know, we talked about what Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner said a few months ago, where you know the changes they've simply had to make just to get posts to their page seen. 
Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I think groups is definitely where it's at if you're going to choose to be in this Facebook space, but that still requires you to put the correct staff in place, um, whether it's internal or external, to help monitor that and keep that interaction going. I don't want people to sit up there and say, I'm going to create a Facebook group and it's going to monitor itself. No, it's all from the standpoint of communities. Our entire lives are built around communities now, and that's a way to communi- to create community inside of Facebook, but you have to monitor it, and monitor it and you have to be active in it. I think a platform that is that people sleep on is Pinterest. Um, and I think that that event owners need to think differently on um, whether they're going to utilize it. Again, each platform has its own purpose and it can be used for various different types of things. So as event owners, we have to, should be looking at the strategy again of where our, our audiences are, how they like to consume and what we're trying to push to them. Um, it doesn't always have to just be the top ones uh, for everyone across the board, because I don't think that that's true. And that's not that's not indicative of pushing content um, based on on your audience. Yeah. And that will and that'll segue us right into Twitter. Right. And let's t- let's talk about Twitter, because I think Twitter is going to I don't know. I, I, I Mr. Musk is coming in. Um, what is going to happen to Twitter? Um, you know, is it, are they going to let the loonies back on and let the, let the crazies run the asylum? Um, you know, or is he going to come in and actually do some good and how should groups be looking at Twitter? First off, Twitter is my favorite thing on the planet. Same, same, has been, has been since day one. I think the shift and ownership and a shift in the perspective of from pri- from public to private is going to be huge because at that point, yes, they can do whatever they want to do and however they want to do it. I think the investment of Binance into the project is huge because that's a huge step towards talking about what crypto can is, is like and will be like and blockchain technologies in there. I think the persona of the people who are going to be in that space is going to be different. I'm not going to say drastically different, but I think it's going to be different than people think it is today. Um, And I think it's almost a wait and see. You always have to follow the money and see where the money is coming from to see who's going to drive the conversations forward. So yeah, I'm 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 a bit concerned because of the things that I love about Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, well, and it's also interesting, like like his take on you know the fact that normal folk us would continue to use Twitter for free, but organizations and governments um, would pay for the privilege of using Twitter, and that's actually something I I don't necessarily have a problem with, right? Because if it can cut down on the amount of ads that are seen or allows them to, you know, does that make sense? Like, like, I'm yeah, not- I do. But I also think that there's going to be levels of censorship. There's going to be levels of, um, or let me take that back. I'm not going to say the word censorship. I think there's going to be a level of control differently than what it is now. Um, and I, and everyone is going to follow the money. They're going to follow the interests, even if they keep it wide and say, oh, we're not biased or we're not. It's if you, you, you're following the money, 
It, it, that's just how it is. No matter how you look at it, that's really truly what it is. I don't think it'll be quite as a neutral zone as it is now or has it as it has been. People kind of think it's not because they deal with propaganda. But if you know true Twitter, um, I just think it's very different. Um, and I'm very interested to see what Jack is going to do because he's holding back right now. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I have a little bit of a concern. Well, and so I'm not entirely worried, to be honest. I mean, from a personal point of view, yes, you can have concerns over how Twitter works. If we're talking in terms of planners and associations and such like and how they're going to use it to send out their message, then like any good marketeer, you, you adapt and change your strategies and how you talk to people as the market changes. So if Twitter changes, the marketing team's got to change to suit it. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, and the the whole free speech thing, Tessie, uh, to your point, I, I actually do, I think that Twitter is the free speech aspect. It is there, right? Twitter is about as free speechy as you can get for a social media platform. What they've done by removing the crazies is remove bullies. They're actually not kicking anyone off for their point of view. They're kicking them off because they're jerks, right? And they're nasty to 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 people. And that's not free speech. That's just being an idiot. I I I I do. I totally I totally agree. But um, again, I'm just concerned. And then I don't. I think that to Bob's point, those those event strategists, marketing strategists, have to be better at what they're doing. In order to, in order to um, maximize what it will end up being like, because right now it's you know we have our hashtag, we have the conversations. There are hardcore people who have been in it for a long time. It is the very best product in social for live events. There is nothing else that exists that better, that's better. Um, and I think it's gonna ma- and it's gonna make those event marketers focus. I think I really think that they're gonna have to focus around doing better about what they do in this space yeah well and so many so many organizations with twitter they'll tweet one time during their conference and then wonder why twitter doesn't work (laughs) right whereas that's not what it is right twitter is is a stream right it's a stream of consciousness it is a stream of consciousness i'd I'd also say uh, yeah to your point keith is you have to have patience one tweet every so often is not going to cut it. Tweet, tweets have a half-life of 20 minutes. So if you're only posting twice a day, nobody's heard you. No. no. Right now, for, for my own purposes, I'm tweeting, um, and I'm using Buffer to schedule stuff. I don't mind automation. Every 45 minutes. I need to do yeah. more than that because a half-life of 20 minutes, people are missing out. So yeah, you've really got to up your game as as Twitter changes and just becomes different. Yeah, but I think it also is about um, not being you know don't take that every twenty minutes as a daunting task. If you have a conference that's two to three thousand to five thousand people or three hundred people, getting them engaged early pre-event 
with that hashtag and doing strategy with the hashtag ahead of time and get them excited about it, then those posts will build and there will be coming in minute by minute by minute because people will be excited about posting for the conference, their journey to the conference, while they're live on the conference and even after. So it's not really truly about you have to, you as a marketer has to get or a planner have to schedule posts that many times. You just should need to learn how to get them engaged more so that they are posting. Oh yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not saying that you need to post every 20 minutes because. Yeah, of no, I agree with band, you. I was just trying I'm to make sure is, that they realize, oh, that's not too much. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the thing is you've got to, you've got I mean, we can go deep into how to do things on Twitter. Uh, I'll just briefly say that um, um, I don't know what I was going to say now. I've forgotten. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, so it's just, oh, yeah. So you've got to set yourself um, a pace you can keep up with. So if you can post three times a day, just keep doing three times a day until you can do more. Don't sweat it. And schedule. I mean, do not. And schedule. And use buffer. I schedule. love buffer. Buffett is fabulous. It's great. I mean, there's so many out there. Hey, Orca is out there. There's Publica. Publica. There's many of them. Yeah, there's Hubbler. There's several out there. This whole thing about posting regularly also applies to Instagram. Yeah, but let's talk about Instagram and 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 and. I think Instagram for a lot of meetings, events, conferences is a good, is great if you have the resources to do it, but is it absolutely essential? For a live event, you mean? Yep. I mean, I do because people are on it, right? I think it, I think it should be a part of a strategy. Again, if their audience is there, then you need not ignore it. I mean, it's just like TikTok. For TikTok for events, you need a strategy around that because the way TikTok is built. It's built for a certain reason. So you could create moments through that, throughout your particular event and put it on TikTok and it works for people to get them excited. But again, it's a strategy. You don't need to treat Twitter like Instagram. You don't need to treat Instagram like TikTok. You just don't need to do any of those things. Each one um, has a certain purpose. And if you have a good mix then it can be successful. Stories is a great, great example. You can do a whole lot with stories on 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 all three of those platforms very, very well. Yeah, and I, well, and you make actually that's a, that's a very valid point, right? There's a huge difference in events between, you know, an event that is all senior level uh, 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 accounting executives and Lollapalooza. Right. I mean, they're two totally different animals. So while one Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is may not be, um, you know, for the Lollapalooza crowd, we do know that all those senior level accounting people love TikTok. Yeah. OK, that was funny. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> wow. I was trying to help my laugh, but that was funny. My joke just totally went down in flames, right? It it totally <laughs> slammed right into the side of the mountain. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It that close? You should. Uh, I mean, you should. You should know um, that it's not going to be. It does not have to be different. And I want event profs to realize that social media is built and designed around human interaction that we do face-to-face. 
It's just created ways in which we already have been communicating and put it in a digital environment. So you can interact with people in various ways. And therefore, you have your platforms. You have Facebook, which is very friendly. You should have long conversations and build good community there. You got Twitter, which is quick, fast. That's the fastest thing, lightning on the planet. You've got TikTok. That's more for um, quick explaining uh, video, people getting excited, laughter, humor, all different types of things. So you've kind of got to craft those stories around that. Then you look at Instagram, you got reels, which you can get a little longer in your video conversation and use a blogish and regular posts for Instagram. And then you have stories and you have stories again on all of them. In LinkedIn, for instance, you can do a lot with LinkedIn Live. You know, that's a whole totally different audience for events. You can create an event in there. You can do a whole lot of engaging with business people in the business community who may not have been able to be in at your particular event. And each one is totally different. So you have to have fun with it. You do. And Pinterest is just amazing. The stats behind Pinterest. Oh yeah. And I know we're going to segue into LinkedIn, but Pinterest is, is freaky effective at driving traffic to websites. I think I think the last thing I saw was Pinterest drives more traffic to websites than all of the other social media platforms combined. Yeah. Again, that's another episode we can do entirely and just on Pinterest. <laughs> right? I, I, I mean, that's so true. But with LinkedIn, and I think, you know, five years ago, and I said, and Tess, Tess and I speak quite often together, you know, in front of audiences. And I always like to say that, you know, when, when it comes to LinkedIn, LinkedIn of five years ago or eight years ago is not today's LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn has completely changed and is actually probably, especially for B2B events, for business conferences, industry conferences, association conferences, LinkedIn is kind of now the new Mac Daddy um, of, of being, uh, of social networks. Yeah, it is. Because this business is built around business and you should treat it as such and um, use the tools that are there because your audience is there already. I mean, you, uh, you could create a whole bunch of FOMO in, in LinkedIn, but you have to build up and you'll be there. You can do newsletters in LinkedIn. You can create articles in LinkedIn. You can create the actual event page in LinkedIn. You can invite the speakers in there and get their engagement. It's all sorts of things you can do from an event perspective in there around your particular event. And if you have a great social media strategist, right? Social media strategist, they should be able to look at each one and say, what are our assets? What's the theme? What what are we going for? What are our goals? And then choose which content should go on which platform and when. Yeah, the the when is a is a very important thing. You know, when is your audience actually active? And, and a lot of the tools that you would be using to to post can actually give you that kind of data, right? It's not like you have to sit there and compile that data and, and look at all your posts and see which ones was posted when and what got the most engagement. Use the tools out there that will automatically pull that data in so that you can actually, you know, if you didn't if it if you don't measure it, it never happened. No. Bob, what do you think about LinkedIn? It's an amazing place, but it does have its faults. Yes, you, it's, um, 
it does have a slight danger of becoming Facebook because people do tend to pit, uh, post pictures of their dogs and their food and such like. And some people, um, well, most people have no problem with that. There are still people going, oh, do you have to make this like Facebook? Why do you post this? And also, um, there's a lot of problem with women being approached by men asking for more pictures. There's lots of misogyny going on. And I feel that LinkedIn's fairly on top of it. As soon as they hear about it in a comment, they're onto it and they leave a reply and they're onto. So, yes, there are problems. However, it's an amazing place to make business connections. And with all those features you said, Tess, with, with articles and newsletters and such like, businesses should really be on it and using it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I think, I mean, I, I mean, LinkedIn is, is such a new animal or everything that they've introduced and the things that they're doing that I really do think that, you know, yes, we could do a whole three part series on LinkedIn, right? Because of all of the, you know, but between articles and, and, you know, LinkedIn live and all of those things that, that I really think we could. So here, here's a question that, that I'll throw out there. If, you know, and I, I, I this is gonna, this is a horrible. Uh, my question. <laughs> what is my question? My question is, if you could only pick one social network, if you had to pick one, what would it be? Oh, Twitter. 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 Could it be Twitter? Twitter. It'd be Twitter. I've, I've, it's always been my heart, and it's yeah. never failed with proving that is the best for events. LinkedIn would be my number two. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, I'm actually in agree. I actually, I, I was trying to frame that question is why I was kind of stumbling over it, but I'm actually, ex we've all answered exactly the same. If you could only pick one, it'd be Twitter with LinkedIn right behind. I think Facebook, if they don't do something, they are losing relevance really fast. Yeah. Well, they are. They are. Yeah. Majorly. I mean, to me, their stronghold is the fact that they own Instagram. I like I that's their stronghold. I'm rarely posting on Facebook anymore. I yeah, mean, I, I like I work. said, I know people who have just abandoned it and just like forget it. Why? Why even do I have to do that? And you know, I I I agree. If that's, I wholeheartedly agree. You have to choose the platform based on your audience. Yeah. And people don't do enough of it. And if your audience is not there and doesn't want it and doesn't go there, then go where your audience is. That's true. All right. How do we, Bob, let's wrap this up into a bullet list. How, what are we going to, how, how are we going to wrap this one up? Are we going to. Okay. Let's, let's do a bullet list of which platform and, um, and its use. All right. So for me, and I'm sure the same for you, Tess, it's going to be, Twitter, because it's of the here and now. People are tweeting what they're doing right there and then. And that means that people can see what people are doing. I, I just love that. It's brilliant. It sends me tons of traffic to my website. It's interactive. You talk to people. I love it. All right. My list is, is Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Um, behind that would be Instagram and TikTok. And then last to me is Facebook. Twitter, it's fast, it's easy, it's quick. You can create Twitter spaces. You can do voice tech. You can do an audio tweet now in Twitter. 
as well, which is amazing. Um, and you can actually go to my page, test this and see how I tested it out one day. It's amazing. LinkedIn, because it has so many tools and that's where the business is. Um, and I think that Pinterest, because of its reach, and I think when it comes to your site that you're creating for your particular event, there's so many visuals that you can do throughout time, pre, during, and post through Pinterest, just to keep you at the top of the list and relevant. Um, and then TikTok. I think there are moments that you can create behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, pre post and during that would be amazing um, in that TikTok space and getting influencers involved with that. Instagram too, I think you should be able to do stories, um, takeovers from your audience as well. So those are my uh, takeovers are awesome. All right. So if I had to hit them, I'm going to go with Twitter for all of the said reasons. Twitter is actually in the moment. It is it, right? You know, you can be live tweeting from sessions. You can live tweet from the reg. You can live tweet speaker announcements. I mean, there are so many things that you can do on Twitter that, that I, I do think it is still the top. My next one is LinkedIn. Um, use correctly, I think, and the way that LinkedIn tends to pull in people to your posts that you're not connected to um that linkedin is so so important um after that for me now they're all falling off rapidly and i'll i'll, I'll kind of differ from the both of you a little bit and say the next one for me would be facebook groups um only because especially if your audience is 35 and above you know facebook used to be the 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 place where all the youngins hung out but they don't anymore. That's not where they are. They're the TikToks, the Instagrams, the, you know, Snapchat, Snapchat. is still relevant. Um, but, you know, if you if you if you have an audience of people who are above 35, Facebook and Facebook groups are definitely still in there. And then you fall down the rest of the ones for me from there, depending on your organization and um, you know, where your people are, right? If your people are on Insta, be on Insta. If they're on Pinterest, be on Pinterest. Uh, but if you just want to drive eyeballs to your site, um, Pinterest is definitely would be number four. I wish I said more now. Pow, pow, pow with the bullets. Pow, pow, pow with the bullets. <laughs> got a lot of bullet lists right there, didn't we? We got three, three and a three for one. <laughs> I'm going to sample that and we're going to turn that into something. I right, pow, pow, pow with the bullets. Oh, I love it. Brilliant. We have totally chewed up a good 30 minutes of everybody's time. Um, Tess, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I know that you've been crushed lately with all the cool events and all the other things that, you, that you've got going on. So thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to hang with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, audience. Um, and let's keep it rolling. Let's keep continuing to educate event profs and make them powerful and great digital citizens. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bullet List Show. You can find more episodes on our blog at bullet-list.com or on your favorite podcast platform. The blog has an RSS feed so you can keep up with the latest news. There's also a podcast RSS feed if that's what you prefer. Both feed details can be found on the blog. Finally, we have a Facebook group where we welcome your feedback, ideas for topics, and suggestions for guests. Please come and join us. We're looking forward to seeing you there.